Guidelines Health. Better health begins here. It's time for Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. It's great to exercise outdoors on warm summer days, but the heat can take its toll and put extra stress on your body. Here to talk with us about exercising safely in hot weather is Angie Hill, an exercise physiologist at Tidelands Health. Angie, thank you for your time today. So how does heat affect our body when exercising outdoors? Okay, so as the temperature and the humidity increase, so does our body temperature, and our body does different changes while we're exercising. Um, Our blood flow starts to increase towards the skin, and also we begin to sweat more. So things that happen, like when the blood flow increases towards your skin, it decreases the blood flow to your muscles, which increases your heart rate. And then sweating is your body's way of cooling itself, so if, then, if it's higher in humidity, your body doesn't evaporate the sweat as well as it would in cooler weather. So it's kind of like a double whammy because when you exercise, you get hot, right? You're running, yeah. you're sweating, and, yeah. and then it's 95 yeah. degrees out. It's like double whammy on your body. Okay, then, can you share some tips with us? How do we exercise safely in hot weather? Okay, so one of the biggest things is, is to make sure you stay hydrated because, as I said before, Um, As you sweat, that's your cooling mechanism. If you don't have the water, you're no longer able to sweat as efficiently and to keep your body cool. So, and also check the temperature outside. If it's too hot, maybe, you know, exercise indoors that day. But if you decide that you definitely want to exercise outside, get acclimated to the weather before you exercise outside. Um, Know your fitness level. Maybe on those hotter days, you go a little bit slower or just decrease your exposure to the sun. And as I said, with the sun, you really want to avoid the midday sun. Do something early morning or in the afternoon. And, of course, to dress appropriately. Well, those are really good tips. Make sure that you hydrate yourself. I like that. Um, Make sure that you acclimate yourself to the weather. So you shouldn't go from the nice freezing cold air conditioning, walk right outside and start running. You're saying walk around a little bit and let your body adjust first. Or even maybe just do activities outside, you know, like gardening, you know, light activities at first so your body gets used to it. Yeah, that's really good. And then, as you said, avoid the midday sun. So what are the signs then? Say you are outside and you're hitting it hard. What are the signs that mm, maybe you've overdone it and it's time to quit? All right. One of the first stages is muscle cramps because, of course, when you lose your water, you become dehydrated, you end up cramping. Um, other, other symptoms are nausea, weakness, Um, You may find that you are excessively sweating, Um, your blood pressure starts to drop, you're confused, you're irritable, um, and you may have some slight visual problems. So I imagine in that situation, some people would then, you know, be like, okay, I got to drink water. But how do you know how much water you should drink? How do you know how much you should hydrate yourself? Okay, it's recommended that you drink 20 ounces two hours prior to your exercise, and at least eight ounces before you exercise, and also to rehydrate about every 15 to 20 minutes or so. Ways to determine that you've lost too much water would be uh, darker urine, so you want to make sure that everything's nice and clear. So if you find that that's happening after you exercise, just make sure you replenish. 
Okay, really good tips. And what about sports drinks? Are those good to drink? Yeah, they're good if you if you are really finding that you really need that fast replacement. Um, as I said, as you sweat, you lose water, but you also lose sodium in your electrolytes. So those sports drinks have the electrolytes and the sodium in them that gets your body ready for exercise or to just keep going or recover. So earlier you said avoid the midday sun totally makes sense. And you also mentioned wear proper clothing. Can you give us some advice on what to wear? Sure. You want to have light colored clothing. So avoid anything dark because that attracts the heat, absorbs the sun, and also loose fitting clothing. That'll help you out. Now, Angie, we hear about heat related illnesses heat stroke, and heat exhaustion. Is there a difference between those two? Yes, there is. Um, Your heat exhaustion starts first. So that's when your core temperature is less than 104 degrees. And then your heat stroke, which is more of the emergency situation, is your core temperature is above 104 degrees. So one of the things that I didn't mention earlier when we were talking about um, not being able to sweat so when you are un- when you're not hydrated enough, your body does not sweat, so it holds in that heat, which increases your core temperature, which does cause the heat-related illnesses. So on your way to heat stroke, you pass through heat exhaustion. So it's really good to know the difference between the two. So if you find yeah. yourself in heat exhaustion, you know to stop, get inside, cool yourself off because you don't want to mm-hmm. get into the next level of heat stroke. Is that right? Exactly. So what are the symptoms then of heat exhaustion? Can you just make sure we, we know those completely? Sure. It's basically the, the, the tips that I had mentioned earlier when, where the signs are that it's time to quit, muscle cramps, vomiting, weakness, headache. And it, a lot of times your body becomes um, cold and clammy. So, you know, with, your, with the inability for the, uh, your sweat to evaporate, that'll cause the you know, your skin to become clammy and cold. Okay, so as we pass through heat exhaustion, we get into heat stroke. So just once again, run down those symptoms so we know what's happening in heat stroke and what we should watch out for. Um, During the heat stroke, your skin becomes very dry, uh, no sweating at all. Or your skin could just be a little bit moist, but you, you will find that you will receive the symptoms of heat exhaustion prior to the heat stroke. So if you see any signs of heat exhaustion, stop. Get, you know, like you had just said, um, cool off, ice bath, drink a lot of water, a cold towel on your neck. But if you find that you get into a heat stroke, call medical professionals. Okay, so I was just going to ask you that. So if you find yourself in that and you're struggling, you should call 911, right? And I imagine don't try to drive yourself. It's better to have the ambulance come to you and stay in that cool house. And while you're applying the cooling off measures, like you said, drinking cool water, making sure you're in a cool house. If you, by chance, are able to be in a house, maybe a cool shower, too. Is that a possibility? Yeah, that would be a great possibility, but also a good thing to do would be to, if you have somebody with you, somebody in the house, to help you along the way. Well, that makes sense. All right, Angie, well, thank you so much for your great tips today. Tell me, why should someone choose Tideland's Health for their health care needs? We help people live better lives through better health, and all employees are dedicated to a high quality of customer service. 
All right, Angie, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. For more information about Tidelands Health Physicians, Services, and Facilities, visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.